Guess what? I'm moving country again. I don't know. Maybe a year. Maybe more. Where's home? Home's everywhere. I'm an expat. Hello! Welcome to a new episode of Meet the Expats. It's Pauline, and today I meet with Fred, Frédéric, who is founder of Coco Living. Um, as a TCK third culture kid, he's traveled throughout the world and created this co-living in Paris. Um, he's going to tell us all about it, all about the concept. Hi, Fred. How are you? Hi, Pauline. I'm uh, very happy to be here. And well, thank you. Talk about uh, Coco community. <laughs> Well, yeah. So for context, I stayed two months in uh, this co-living in Paris and I was excited to share share more more about it with, uh, with the audience. Um, maybe you can introduce yourself briefly. All right. So um, I'm Frederick, the founder of Coco Community, and um, I've been um, traveling since I was a kid because my parents... Right. Uh, my dad was uh, in the oil business, so okay. I was uh, working, uh, not working, sorry, he was working. <laughs> um, in total, uh, he went to United Arab Emirates, so I spent my life until seven years old in United Arab Emirates, Abu Dhabi. Then okay. we went in uh, Scotland, and we then went in London, so uh, this right. is the the moment I moved back to Paris was when I was 14. And then with um, um, my company, which was uh, Air Liquid, maybe some of you guys know this company, it's <laughs> a big, large industrial French company. I've been traveling around the world and mainly in Asia, including wow. Shanghai, chi in China, of course, um, Japan, Tokyo. Um, Taiwan, I've been living in Taipei, I've been living in Singapore and in Hong Kong. So uh, a couple of uh, Asian experiences before I went back to France again and started uh, my company. Wow. So yeah, travel has always been a big part of your life, I feel. Um, well, sure. tell us what brought you back to Paris in the first place after all those travels with Ernie Quid and with your parents before? Well, just because I wanted to go back to my roots and mm -hmm. uh, I've been, I had been traveling so much that at one point I asked to my company to be uh, based in Paris okay. and it was um, a personal choice. Right. And so you wanted to come back to your roots. Uh, so you came back with early quid then. What yeah. brought you to, to this new company, this community, Coco? Um, I think that at one point you may find yourself um, in a very large company. You may find yourself not always... Um, responsible of the actions that are that are uh, decided because it's yeah. usually the decision making process is a little bit further far far from you, let's say. Right. And um, I had uh, yes a kind of frustration about not being able to make things 
uh, evolve in a way that I want. So um, I decided to go to another company, which was much smaller, which was uh, 50%, 50 people in the real estate industry. And this is okay. a company that I joined uh, four years ago. And I really, uh, as the as being in charge of the new offers and new products, I was um, in charge of co-living and co-working in this company. And All I right. So, so first experience in co-living yeah, then. <laughs> I discovered the co-living world and as well as the co-working world, the real mm -hmm. estate, the uh, design of spaces, architecture. I worked with architects and I really, I was fascinated by... Um, the way we can reinvent how to live in cities and how to live in buildings. Okay. And so what do you mean by reinventing the way of we, how we live in cities and buildings? Can you dive into it? Well, I think that when you have uh, your life in an apartment, in like a city that is uh, uh, like Paris, you, you are very individual in the way you mm. live and each person has his own apartment, but there is no, there is no connection. There is right. no um, feeling of belonging with the mm. people that you are uh, uh, living with. I mean, you're living in yeah. the same building, yet you don't know each other. You don't know them. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been um, very... Uh, puzzling to me to see that it still is the way we are living uh, and at the same time with the COVID I think that m a lot of people have experienced loneliness much yes. more than ever before and probably there is a sense now that we need to reinvent the way we are living in buildings in cities in order to create communities and not only be by yourself yeah 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 for, for sure we see we see it that a lot of people started house sharing or moving when when after after spending all those months confined and all alone in their apartments yeah and it's that there have there have been some uh, experience in uh, the beginning of this century um in Paris, for example, or in Boulogne-Biancourt, which is near Paris, of communal buildings where a couple of families after World War II became, um, um, came together and it was uh, the influence from the Catholic left uh, parties, you know, people right. who have a connection with the scoutism movement and they okay. decided... Um, with 50 families to to finance their own building for a okay. building which would be uh, purposely built in order to favor connections. So it, mean, it meant that, of course, you had your individual apartments, hmm. but you also had in the basement shared spaces, like, of course, right. a shared garden for you to... Um, cultivate some uh, vegetables and fruits. You had um, a place to do some handy work, 
So right. the most handy people could teach to the others. Um, you had also, of course, some washing machines that were uh, mm. totally um, commun co communal. Um, it was a communal part of the, the building. So you can see that those projects have been uh, developed around the century. You can also, so we can also talk about um, the movement of um, kibbutz in Israel. Mm. In Israel, yes, that's pretty a cool. way for uh, people to better share their own share, and learn and come together yeah. their own spaces. And you have some kibbutz in Israel where people even share their revenue. Yeah. Right? They they that. all share the revenue that is earned by each of the members of the kibbutz, which is maybe the most <laughs> the extreme. Most, uh, extreme experience of co-living. But yeah. I think it's quite uh, interesting to rethink the way we, we share and how the cities are built in order for buildings not to be only, uh, only built for the comfort of the persons who are living there. But mm. we need to think buildings and to think the way we, we build them for their environment for their neighborhoods yeah. so the common spaces that you create in given buildings are also meant for the people in the neighborhood to uh, create things or to be able to go in those communal communal spaces or common spaces right. okay Coming back to Coco itself, could you explain a bit more the concept, how it works, and who who comes in the end? Yeah, so Coco is um, based uh, on has is, has been uh, inspired by all those ideas uh, of communal living, and at the same time has been inspired by my life as an expat or as a business traveler in a large company, meaning right. that as a business traveler, I was sent in apart hotels or hotels, and I would mm. live in uh, those apart hotels or hotels for a, co a couple of months because negotiations right. were very long. They usually could take between three to five years. So I, I had to create some connection with our customers in the cities in which I was sent to, but hotels and apart hotels seemed to me as a very lonely life. Yeah. And I experienced, you know, the fact of being during the weekends uh, in cities where you don't know anyone and you don't know the language of yeah. the city, <laughs> like in Japan, for example, where people don't speak <laughs> French so much. And of course, not French, but even not English, English either. Um, yeah. Of course, they don't speak um, French, but English, they don't speak so much. They don't in Seoul, for example, I've been in Seoul in um, South Korea. People don't speak English and it's very hard to meet with people in those circumstances. Mm. The other experience I had that even in countries where people speak English, like uh, Taiwan, you have a hard time finding people that are um, sharing the same kind of like interests 
as you. Mm. So it's easy to find people just to, not to be alone, but to find people with whom you have a real connection and you can have um, some uh, common ideas to share is more difficult. And it's even yeah. more difficult to find people that are locals and right. that can share something with you. So based on the uh, influence of common life and how uh, kibbutz, uh, communal uh, buildings, and um, my life as a business traveler, I mixed everything in Coco. And Coco okay. is a space where you have your own apartment. So it's a private apartment. It's not a shared apartment, <laughs> as you can see in many other co-living uh, projects. Yeah, not but a full building. <laughs> yeah, and you, but the things that you share are the co-working space and events where people can meet with others and the events mm. are organized by the persons from the community. So we select the um, co-livers, we call them co-livers, based <laughs> on the talk that they are going to do because we organize <laughs> like Coco Talks, a little bit like TED Talks, and this is the way we select our co-livers. And during those events, they speak about their passion or their business, if they are... Uh, teacher in geopolitics, they will talk about uh, <laughs> geopolitics. If they are artists, they will talk about art. And most likely, if they are entrepreneurs, they will talk about their company. And this is a way for everybody to share and to, um, to meet with each other. And it's not only for, f for internationals. Most, mostly, people are internationals, like the mm. Colivers. But it's also, there are some French people which means that the international are going to meet with, with French, with locals. And yeah. I think this is very interesting. Yeah, I think the big advantage for internationals, how I see it, given how, how, how it works, having tested it, is really that you relieve everyone from paperwork, yeah. which can be hell in France to find an apartment. And it's, it's really, you come in, it's easy. You have a contract straight away, mm. uh, whereas where you don't have to send proof of, I don't know, five years of <laughs> salary or get guarantees and, and, and all that. So it, it, it's really the easy way to, to find a place, at least, at least short term. Yeah, this is, of course, something I didn't talk about because I think it's like the basics. But mm. in fact, it's so rare. I mean, yeah, it is. talk about the internationals, we need to find a place to live for three, four, five, six months in Paris. It's like a nightmare. So, yeah, of course, we are trying to digitalize this experience, make it very simple. And this is the first layer, I would say, of the, of the concept. And then you have uh, other layers, which are the one I've... Uh, talked about uh, the yeah layer, of course and meeting is, uh, people it's a it, it's definitely yeah, a good way to, the, the, the to start creating your circle exactly of course we have also all the services in the apartment meaning the cleaning the maintenance this is something that uh, our teams are working on which is very important because if there are problems in the apartments the coliver is not going to be super <laughs> happy in going to our events so we need to make sure that everybody has a good experience in his apartment before creating events. <laughs> mm. 
Right. Um, okay, well, you talked a little bit of the themes that came up in different uh, Coco talks of if you're an artist, you talk about art and entrepreneurs. What would be maybe the most, is there any talk that struck you or that was extremely original that really stayed in your mind in the past few years? Yes, of course. We had um, one amazing talk. It was um, when Russia uh, went uh, to Ukraine for, oh. let's say, an invasion. Yeah. Which, is not, <laughs> which itself is provocative, uh, to say so. Um, but I really... Um, okay, so it was about this, this day where uh, Russia declared war on Ukraine. And we had, among our uh, colleagues, a geopolitical teacher. Oh. She was specialized, and she's specialized in Russian defense. And she's one okay, of the most internationally recognized experts in Russian defense. And she did two talks about what's going on uh, how Russia has prepared this war, what is the, um, the kind of strength that they have and the weaknesses of their army. And okay. this was um, super interesting. And at a time where we had a lot of, you know, of anxiety because it was like mm. one week That's after the declaration of the war. Right. Um, and then she, she did a second talk about the, the way Russians see the world, uh, the way different blocs around the globe see the world, you know, like the Western, mm. the Western bloc, the Chinese, um, how do they see it, the Russians, and how we see the world is so different in terms of geopolitics. So she did a very spot-on analysis and shared with us <laughs> this analysis and she's you know interviewed by cnn by bbc wow. she's, she's super well known and okay so very very high profile <laughs> yeah. she's a teacher you know at sciences po yeah and uh this is the kind of person that we have in our community and um where you you can share things that are so interesting you know mm. nice All right, uh, let's move on to your Parisian recommendations. So you've been in Paris quite a while now. I know uh, you guys have started a guide of uh, restaurants in Paris. <laughs> so what would be your top restaurant, bar, and a carte blanche, spot of your choice? It can be anything. I think the best restaurant I know is uh, Le Dauphin. Okay. Uh, it's um, Bistronomy. You know, so bistronomy means that you have uh, those sh young chefs that have been trained in uh, super two stars or three stars restaurants and created their own restaurant with very good products, very fresh, uh, very refined cuisine in places that are, a lit a, that are lively. Mm. Usually you can even have a DJ, So a very great, a nice atmosphere, a restaurant where, um, you know, it's not uh, super posh, 
but and you have a very nice atmosphere with a great, great cuisine. So this is called Bistronomy. And among the Bistronomy experience you can have, I really recommend the Servant and the Dauphin. Right. Le Servant also. Le okay. Servant and the Dauphin. And then you have Clamato and Septime. Those are the four probably uh, more, uh, the most uh, incredible uh, cuisine in great atmosphere that you can find in Paris. All right. Well, we'll link the four in then. Right. <laughs> it's quite a, quite a number of recommendations. Mm. Great. Um, what about your carte blanche? Um, okay. So um, there is a new place in, um, that just opened. If you want to have a great bar with the, the best view of Paris yeah, and a restaurant and a nightclub in the same <laughs> space, you know, so you want to spend a whole night in the same space with the best view in Paris, of, of Paris, sorry, you go to um, Sully Morland chez Bonnie. Yeah, if you want to have a, a, a night where you can have the bar, the restaurant, the nightclub in the same building, you go to Bonny. Okay. Of course, it's a Mathieu Vu, we say in French. It's <laughs> Very bling. People want to, to make sure that we see them. Okay. Don't, go, don't wear shorts. <laughs> dress up it's, a little bit. <laughs> you need to dress up. It's a little bit expensive, but really... It's the most beautiful view of Paris and the, the place is incredible. The design of this space is really nice. Um, but the selection to get here is not so easy. A bit harsh. Okay, well, we'll add that one to the comments and put a little note on it also. And last, what would be your expat song? So a song that resonates with your... Travel journeys uh, or with Coco, perhaps Coco has a. a it's has uh, a Jean, Jean Jacques Goldman, Puisque tu pars. Puisque tu pars. The Jean Jacques um, Goldman. What, what is pars. the meaning? It's, it's, about people who, it's about people who are leaving their environment for another future. Okay. <laughs> so, Very straightforward then. <laughs> at each time. Uh, I had to go and um, organize a living party, you know. Mm. I would put this music and everybody was crying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Fred. Thanks for sharing the story behind Coco. Um, we'll link, uh, link the website and the co-working mm in the comments if anyone's in Paris and wants to find an apartment or even wants to co-work there's space in the Marais um, guys if you enjoyed the episode as usual you can put a 4 rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and you can follow all the updates on Instagram